Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and this is Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, my faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. If you've been away from God and you haven't been being fed, your faith hasn't been fed, things can seem so daunting. They can seem so impossible. It can just look like there is no way possible. But that's only because you're so weak. You can get some, just like your body can get weak if it's not fed, it can get to the point where you can't raise your hand. You can get to the point where you can't raise your head off the pillow. You can get that weak without any nourishment. And, and people don't realize it when they go months and months and months and uh, they never go to church, they, they don't feed on the Bible, they don't spend any time with God. Well, what's happening is you're getting weaker spiritually, even though you may not realize it. And where it really shows up is when you're hit with something. When some kind of issue or challenge comes up and it would be time for you to stand and resist the problem or lay hold of what you need in God, you're so weak, you just feel like you can't even try. But that feeling and that sense can change so quickly. Uh, have you ever gone a little too long without eating and, and you got started feeling a little weak and, and then you came across some, maybe some really good soup or some, some good something to eat and you thought, oh man, it smells so good, you're hungry, so you eat some of it. And I mean, just almost immediately, you start feeling better. You, you start feeling uh, stronger and, and you start getting some energy back. You don't feel so tired. That food gave you strength. Well, that's patterned after spiritual reality. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Uh, even now, just by you coming into the class and joining the class, food, spiritual food is already beginning to come into you because we're not just going to give you our theories and ideas. We're going to read, thus saith the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. And this will feed your spirit. We're not going to read it in unbelief either. We're going to read it in faith. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's why we kick it off with uh, my spirit's getting fed. My faith's getting stronger. I'm an overcomer. Hallelujah. We're already speaking. We're not just saying that, hoping uh, something might happen. We are, class, are we fully expecting changes in our lives and in yours? We're with you. We're with you on this. So grab your Bible, something to make a note with, put everything else on hold, come into the class right now by faith. Father, in Jesus' name, we give you all the glory and praise for sustaining us thus far. And you have got us this far, you'll get us the rest of the way. I confess and we confess by faith together that we will run our entire race, we will finish our course with joy, with long life, you will satisfy us and show us how you can save. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Praise God. Somebody say, I'm, I'm going to make it. I'm make it. 
and I'm going to make it all the way. You believe you're going to make it all the way? All the way. Uh, look with me again in Mark's account, Mark the, uh, the fifth chapter, continuing our study of the healing of the woman with the issue of blood. Mark 5, 24, Jesus went with him, talking about Jairus. He was on his way to Jairus' house to minister to his sick and actually dying daughter. And she was healed and raised from the dead. We've already spent some time on that one. And you can go back in the archives and get that no charge. But a certain woman came in the middle of this, which had had an issue of blood 12 years, and had suffered many things of many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and was nothing bettered, but rather grew worse. When she heard of Jesus, she came in the press behind and touched his garment. For she said, If I may touch but his clothes, I shall be whole. And straightway, or immediately, the fountain or source of her blood was dried up. And she felt in her body that she was healed of that plague. And like we were talking in the previous couple of classes, uh, that feeling that she was healed and that happened after all these other things. That was the last thing that showed up. You, you can't put feeling first. It's not seeking a feeling. It's receiving a healing. She had already released her faith in saying, I'll be made whole. She had already released her faith in her weak condition, weakened condition, pressing through that crowd. And she released her faith when she touched Jesus' clothes. And after all of that was the feeling. <laughs> First the healing, then the feeling. Come on, can you see that? You receive the healing you got you to put feeling out of your mind. I know you want to feel better. Everybody wants to feel better. I know you want to see the money in hand. Uh, everybody wants that. Uh, that's walking beside. But that's not going to change the situation. You thinking about how much you want to feel better. Thinking about how bad you feel. Thinking about how bad the report is or how hopeless. That's not going to help you. That's going to hurt you. It's not going to change the situation. But if you do what she did, She's saying something before she feels anything. She's pressing through the crowd before she feels anything. She's touching the garment before she feels anything. She believes she receives, and then, can you see that? It was first the healing, then the feeling. She said, if I touch but his clothes, I'll be made whole. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up. She felt in her body she was healed of that plague. And Jesus immediately, knowing in himself that virtue had gone out of him. That's the word for power. Uh, it's actually the word for force. Power, just like we think power, but force, just like electricity is a force. That force had gone out of him. And he turned him about in the press. And what did he say? Who touched my clothes? Now, this is the third time that clothes are mentioned in these few verses. And you see the other writers are very specific because the Spirit of God's inspiring all three of them to include this point that the woman never actually touched Jesus' skin. She didn't touch his hand. She didn't touch his foot or his leg. She touched his clothes, specifically the hem 
of his garment. Now, that means more when you understand that there is specific instruction in the law about the hem of a garment. So let's go back and look at that and remind ourselves of that. Um, I don't know how much this woman understood about this. Uh, we have reason to believe that she is a, a Jewish woman. Uh, nothing is said, you know, that would indicate otherwise. But uh, there's nothing to indicate that many healings are going on at this time either because the leaders of the synagogue are into other things and they even opposed Jesus when he starts having a bunch of healings. Uh, so there are things in the Word that as a Jewish believer in God that you could have seen and known about healing. There's a lot there. We're going to touch on some of it. And it could be that uh, she was aware of some of this. In um, Numbers is where I want you to go right now. Excuse me. Numbers, the 15th chapter, what had happened not long after the giving of the Ten Commandments and the law, a man defiantly broke the Sabbath day. And uh, this wasn't just a mistake of ignorance. It was an act, if you put the whole thing, of, of despising the commandment. He's like, I don't care what God said. You know, I'm going to do this. And so he wound up getting judged and, and dying. And um, so the Lord obviously didn't want more of this happening. And so he tells them in uh, verse 37, after this had happened, the Lord spoke to Moses and said, Speak unto the children of Israel and bid them that they make them fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations. So we have reason to believe this continued to be practiced in Jesus' time uh, many, many years later. And we actually have other evidence of it that it was a practice by some of the Pharisees to make their borders big <laughs> and make their fringe big, supposedly indicating they were more spiritual. <laughs> and the Lord didn't speak well of that. But uh, this actually was legitimate that the Lord said, speak to the children of Israel and bid them that they make fringes in the borders of their garments throughout their generations, that they put upon the fringe of the borders a ribbon of blue. So there was to be a border and even fringe. In fact, if you read other translations of these three accounts, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, it says she touched the fringe, and, or she touched the edge, she touched the border. And why, why do this? Verse 39, it will be unto you for a fringe that you may look upon it and remember all the commandments of the Lord and do them and that you don't seek after your own heart and your own eyes after which you used to go a whoring, that you may remember and do all my commandments and be holy unto your God. I am the Lord your God, which brought you out of the land of Egypt to be your God. I am the Lord your God. The hem of the garment 
and the blue band and the fringe was to be a continual, every day, everywhere you went, a reminder. Don't despise the commandments of God. Don't forget the commandments of God. Be separated unto your God. You have a God. You're not like unbelievers, right? You're not like people who sadly worship idols and all this other stuff. We have a God, the real and living God. And so we have every reason to believe that Jesus' garment reflected this, that he has the ribbon of blue, that he has the fringe, uh, that is the reminder. And uh, perhaps this woman uh, in synagogue had heard these things and had heard, because that's one of the main things they did in synagogue, was read the Word. And she had, they had gotten to this portion of the Word at some point, and she heard about it. But she was convinced uh, she could just touch that. And it did represent healing. I don't know how much of it she knew or not. But for instance, go back to Exodus. You're there in Numbers. But just go back a few pages to Exodus, the 15th chapter. Is there any healing, even in the Old Testament, in keeping the commands of God? The answer is yes. (laughs) Exodus 15 and 26. 1526, this is early, early in these things. This is long ago. The Lord said, if you will diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord your God and will do that which is right in His sight and will give ear to His commandments and keep all His statutes. Now that's what the band was about, right? It was reminding you to to not ignore His commandments, to not forget His commandments. Every time you saw it was to remind you, well, there's something connected to that. If you'll do that, I'll put none of these diseases upon you which I brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that heals you. Can you see why it's not a stretch to touch the hymn and receive a healing? Because the, the hymn, the band, was about the commandments of God. And in keeping of the commandments of God, even under the old covenant, there was healing. There was healing. You know, the scripture tells us in Hebrews and other places that our covenant, our new covenant, is a better covenant established upon better promises. Well, what's better? I mean, they could be healed in the old covenant, right? Did we lose something by the coming of Jesus? Did we, did we, I mean, they could get healed by just keeping the commandments of God. Uh, And yet some people tell us today, yeah, but in the new covenant, things are all changed. You know, God healed a few people as signs and wonders, but all that's passed away. And and now God has given us doctors and that kind of thing. Well, he has, but not as a replacement for him. (laughs) It's a natural helps to his being the Lord who heals you. And this is one of these great compound Jehovah names. These Jehovah means the self-existent one, the almighty creator who's not dependent on anybody or anything for his existence. He's the one who was and is 
and is to come. And he said, I am, oh, do you hear that phrase? I am the Lord who heals you. Who has a right to take the great I am and change it to he was? Nobody. 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 Somebody said out loud, you are, you are the, Lord the Lord who heals me. You are the Lord my healer. Oh, hallelujah. Thank God for good doctors and nurses and advances in science, but they're not the healer. There's only one healer that can actually heal. And uh, thank God for people that'll listen to God and obey and respond and, and, and give, but there's only one source, right? Many channels, but only one source. Do you know where to look, child of God? Uh, going over to the 23rd chapter of Exodus, you'll see a similar thing. We're, we're just meditating on why the scripture keeps talking about that she touched his clothes, and specifically the hem of his garment. In Exodus 23 and 25, you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water. That's, that's what you eat and what you drink. Now, you know, uh, religion has compromised, watered down so many things. And uh, when it comes to uh, praying before we eat, why do we do that? Well, a whole bunch of folks say, well, we should say grace. Do you even know what that means? What do you mean? Most people don't have a clue what they mean and intend when they say that. Or they repeat some quote that they've heard somebody and they just say it by rote every time. No, uh, the scripture in Timothy in the New Testament talks about the word of God sanctifies what we eat. That the word of what we eat should be sanctified by the word of God and prayer. Well, is there any Word of God we could use to sanctify or set apart what we eat? It's, we should do everything in faith. Nothing by just empty ritual. That does no good. And you need to know why you're doing what you're doing. What the purpose of it is. Why do I pray over my food? Certainly it's right to give thanks. But there's something else that should go on. He said, if you'll serve the Lord your God, He'll do what? He'll bless your bread and your water, and I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. Does that sound good? Yes. <laughs> and you know, one of the signs that follows believers, according to Jesus and Mark, is that uh, if they eat or drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. Well, how could that be so? Well, something happened to it. If God blesses, what you eat and drink, and then it can change what you ate and drank. Can you see this? Amen. And so here's an example of how you would act on this. It's sanctified by the Word of God and prayer. You say, thank you, Lord, for abundant provision, uh, and we call this food sanctified by your Word, and you said that if we'd serve you, you'd bless our bread and water. And take weakness and sickness out of our midst. And the rest of this says, and the number of our days you would fulfill. Thank you for doing that, Lord. Yes. 
Amen. And then you call that casserole into the ministry. (laughs) You call those potatoes or whatever into Christian service, right? Because you need the strength and sustenance to live and to be the witness you're supposed to be and to go and do what you're supposed to do. Can you see, we need to get away from meaningless ritual. And we need to release faith in everything we do. Well, we're still talking about what would that border mean? That blue ribbon and fringe. What did the Lord say do it for? So that you don't forget. It's always a constant reminder. It's on your body. You're seeing it on other people. What's it tell? It's reminding you, I have a God. He has given me commands and told me things to do. I must not forget them. I must not act like he didn't say anything. And in connection with doing this, if you remember these things and do these things, he said even under the Old Testament, I will be the Lord who heals you. I will take sickness out of the midst of you. Verse 26 said, There shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in your land. The number of your days I will fulfill. That means you make it to your full length of life. That's in agreement with Psalm 91. With long life, I will satisfy you and show you my salvation. Well, the, the reason you would make it to long life is because sickness had been taken out of the midst of you. The Lord is your healer, and he fulfilled the number of your days. Can you say amen? Amen. So it's not, uh, you know, a far-fetched thing or just a casual or remote thing that the Bible keeps talking about. She touched the hem of his garment. But something else that's amazing about this, it just shows you how real the power of God is. The anointing is on Jesus. You know, when he was baptized in the river, the Spirit of God came on him, the Bible said, in a bodily shape and form as a dove. And he actually had the Spirit uh, without measure in the sense that uh, Jesus wasn't just one ministry. He was all of it (laughs) at the same time. He was apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. He had all the anointings at one time. None of us have that. Uh, We're specialized. We have our areas. But uh, that anointing then is on him. But it's interesting to see it's not just manifested indiscriminately. As we see when she touched him and this thing happened and he stopped And he said, who touched me? The scripture said everybody denied and the disciples were really puzzled because this is a, like one writer said, suffocating crowd. That means people are touching you, pressing up against you, pushing up against you all around. And it has been this way for some time as they're trying to travel and get to on foot Jairus' house. And yet there's no manifestation of this anointing that's on him all the time. Can you see this? And yet, when this woman comes through and, and just touches the, the hem, that, that ribbon and that fringe 
on his garment, the power instantly flows. It just instantly flowed from him to her through his clothes. You may remember in the book of Acts, the Bible said God did special miracles by the hands of Paul so that from his body were taken handkerchiefs or aprons. And they were, when they came in contact with the sick or the oppressed, they were healed and delivered. Paul didn't lay hands on them. The cloth came in contact with them. This shows you how real the anointing is. Something about cloth, it can absorb the anointing and actually act as something of a storage battery uh, for the anointing because they took that cloth from Paul and there was still anointing on it. Well, because Jesus wore these clothes, his clothes had that anointing in them and on them. And when she touched just the, the cloth, just the clothes, like electricity, just like flipping a switch, it flowed. And yet it's on him the whole time and not flowing to anybody that's touching him until one woman <laughs> with some faith had said it and pressed through and did it and touched. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It wasn't a casual touch. It wasn't an accidental touch. It was a deliberate touch of faith. That's where she's going to release her faith and she's going to believe, that's it. I take it when I touch. I take it when I touch. And she did, and she was, and we're still talking about it today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And our time is up. We've enjoyed being with you so much this week, but you can see we're not done. Come back next week in Faith School. We'll see you soon. sure enjoyed being with you again this week. I want to say thanks, a special thanks to all our partners. Uh, these broadcasts are produced and made available to people everywhere at no charge. And that's because many of you are partners, so into the ministry, believe with us, pray with us. Uh, if you're not a partner, there's information on the screen that you can find out about it. But I want to release faith with our partners right now. If you noticed earlier in the classes, we talked about the Lord asked me, what are you saying? And I want to say, what are you saying? If it's sales, if it's any kind of work, claim sales, claim contracts, claim uh, whatever it is, the numbers that you need in your area. Say it out loud right now. I claim sales. I claim contracts. I say these sales will come to me. These contracts will come to me. This work will come to me. I say it in Jesus' name. I'm in agreement with you. You don't have to put any high pressure on anybody. Faith puts no pressure on people. God is bringing them to you. He's bringing the work to you. He's bringing the, the opportunities to you. And you will have more than enough. We bless you in Jesus' name. And we're expecting with you. Till next time, we'll see you in faith school. Be ready for more and more. We're going from faith to faith to glory to glory. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website. 
or call us at 941-702-7390.